Hello, 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 and welcome to Marie's Monologue. Um, yes, so if this is your first time tuning in, thank you. If you're a returning listener, again, thank you. I had um, quite a few listeners last week. I wasn't really, I'm not going to say I wasn't expecting that because I have been thinking about this project for a really long time. So I definitely um, was expecting that, but I was just really glad to see um, some positive feedback. So thank you guys for listening. Um, so for this week, like I said, we are going to talk about water, um, but I do first off want to just apologize for it being posted on Monday instead of the typical Saturday. Um, usually, like I said, I do try to upload on Saturday, but this Saturday, my, um, well, my grandpa passed away on New Year's Day, and so his funeral was on Saturday. And there was just, you know, a lot going on with the family and I just really wanted to be in the moment and didn't really want to have too much to think about or to stress about. So I decided I would allow myself to just, you know, get back to it on Monday after I've had time to process. Um, But his funeral was a beautiful homegoing service Um, and I'm just really I've just been really introspective introspective over this past week and a half about my grandfather. And I'm just so thankful for the man that he was, the man that he taught all of his children um, to either strive to be or to look for. And a man who trinkled down to even his great, great grandkids. So my great grandfather was just an amazing man a man of God, had a personal relationship with God. So really, in his passing, um, I try not to be sad, even though I am sad that he's no longer here with me on this earthly plane. I am happy that he gets to, one, be with my great-grandma again, because him and my great-grandma, before she passed away, were married for 70 years. But two, um, I'm just glad that I got to spend time with him and I got to have him as my grandfather. So I've just tried to be celebratory in this time as well. Um, Also, you may be wondering, like, she said it's her grandfather and then she keeps referring to him as great grandpa. Well, the reason for that is because I have children and... Um, so they call him great-grandpa, and just by habit, I now call him great-grandpa, just like I now call my own father grandpa, and sometimes I call my husband dad. So it's just um, out of habit that he gets called great-grandpa, but he is my maternal grandfather. His name is Alfred Benjamin Ector, and he was 93 years old. Born March 30th, 1926, and he passed away this January 1st, 2020, and I love you, Grandpa. So yeah, like I said, for this week, we are going to go ahead and talk about water. If you would like to be a sponsor for Marie's Monologue, you can reach out to me at Marie's Monologue 
at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-I-E-S-M-O-N-O-L-O-G-U-E at gmail.com. Um, you can also reach out to me there to be featured as a small business on Marie's Corner. Um, those are going to be some interviews that I'm going to have coming up later on. And um, you can also, if you would like to um, just support this work, you can um, now donate money um, either through Anchor or I have a Patreon. So you'll hear me mention Juju Bay a lot. She has a podcast on black spirituality, black ass spirituality, as she calls it. Um, but she um, said in an Instagram post, um, basically, if you are creating anything, you need to be making a Patreon. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that call and I'm creating a Patreon too. So yes, I do have multiple tiers on my Patreon that you can join and you can find that at patreon.com slash Marie's monologue. Um, and no matter how much money you donate on Patreon, whether it's small or large, a penny to a million dollars, you will, um, always get free shipping and you might get other little perks in there based off your tier level and, um, little Patreon only things like that. But yeah, so be sure to also check out the Patreon. Um, and then of course you can always go and shop at Marie's Market or Marie's Monologue. Um, those are other ways to support me. Because um, while, yes, Anchor itself is free, um, there are other things in podcasting that cost money. Um and, you know, we just like to keep the lights on and, you know, researching. Time isn't free, so researching takes a lot of time. So if you benefit from this work and you feel called to donate, do so. Yes, so like I said, for the month of January and maybe just the whole year of 2020, we around here at Marie's Monologue are just going to be taking the time and reclaiming our time, reclaiming our space, reclaiming our energies, reclaiming our bodies, and reclaiming our time. Um, One way that we can do that, of course, is by staying hydrated. To say that water is the most important nutrient to the body is an understatement by far. Without food, a person might survive for months. Without water, however, a person is really lucky to survive a week. Really, most sources say that the average person is only going to live for three to four days under favorable conditions without water. So, um... I just wanted to take time to sit down and talk about what makes water so important to us, um, classify the different types of waters that are out there, 
talk about maybe um, the different properties of water and then just see how we can step up our relationship with water. So to start off, I just wanted to go through the benefits of water. Every single cell in our bodies from the hair follicles to our toenails need water. Our bodies are made up of anywhere between 50 to 80% water. It really just depends on your genetic makeup, how much muscle you have versus fat. Um, but most people fall into that 50 to 80%. Most people fall about 60% water. Water helps us in every single one of our bodily functions, whether it's breathing, digestion, even um, cognition and thinking requires water. So when we're dehydrated, we see negative impacts on nearly every single bodily function. So I just wanted to go down, um, give you a list of just the different benefits. I came up with seven, although there's thousands really. Um, but first off, it helps regulate body temperature. So of course, when we sweat, our skin feels cool because wet things feel cool. But on top of that, the science behind sweat is really cool because the evaporation process actually requires um, the use of heat. So we actually lose heat by our sweat evaporating. Um, and you can actually see sweat evaporating sometimes, like if it's really cold outside and you've got somebody like out playing basketball or something like that, you can see the sweat evaporating off of their skin and that's actually pulling heat out of them. Um, so that's really cool. Water aids us in digestion too. So water helps the food that we eat move through our intestines and it also helps keep the intestines flexible and smooth. So if you get dehydrated, the intestines try to draw water out of any, um, try to draw any water that it can out of whatever food waste you have. So your poop basically. So when you're dehydrated, your poop gets really hard and your intestines aren't as flexible and smooth, basically leading to constipation. Three, water lubricates your joints. The synovial fluid is the, um, the stuff that helps cushion and lubricate your joints. And that's mostly water. And when we get dehydrated, well, water helps keep that cartilage soft and flexible, soft and smooth. And so when we get dehydrated, that cartilage becomes stiff and dry, which causes a lot of friction and can cause joint pain. So when you're dehydrated, you can have like crickety knees and um, things like that. A lot of joint pain. Four, water is good for your brain. The brain is made up of 80% water. So staying properly hydrated improves cognition, concentration, helps with the memory function. It can also help balance your mood and emotions and reduce the amount of perceived stress on your body or reduce the way you react to stress, How I should say. Drinking water can also help prevent and reduce headaches that are often caught that are often the first signs of dehydration. Um, so if you get frequent headaches, maybe you need to just up your water in intake. Five, water helps you breathe better. Water helps to thin out the mucus lining of your lungs and your airways. 
if you get dehydrated, the mucus gets thicker and stickier. And it makes you more susceptible to respiratory illness and allergies. Dehydration also increases um, the secretion of your histamines for some reason, um, which is another trigger for allergies. Six, it helps with your hair, your skin, and your nails. So like I said, it helps from everything from the hair follicles to your toenails. Drinking water keeps you moisturized from the inside out. It helps regenerate your skin cells, keeping them elastic and plump. Drinking water helps keep your skin younger since it looks plumper. It reduces the wrinkles. And then proper water intake is also important for your hair and your nails. And we all know that when we get dehydrated, um, one of the first signs of dehydration is also the frizzy hair, um, dry, cracked skin, brittle nails. So these are all signs of dehydration again. Seven, it helps you manage your weight. So I don't really like to necessarily say manage your weight because I don't like the societal pressures that that are out there, especially on women to lose weight. I think everybody should just be happy with the body that they're in. But I also know that, at least for me, my physical body has a lot to do with my mind, has a lot to do with my spirit. So for me, my weight does affect my moods, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But wherever you are on the spectrum of trying to manage your weight, water can help you. So drinking water can help you manage your weight. Um, If you want to gain weight, Water can help you build muscle by helping you form the structures of protein. If you want to maintain your current weight, water can help you prevent muscle loss and keep your digestive tract regular. If you want to lose weight, water can help you curb your cravings and keep you feeling full longer so that you eat less. But honestly, no matter where you are on that spectrum, so for instance, if you're trying to lose weight, gaining muscle helps you lose weight. And if you're trying to gain weight, you want to um, still keep yourself feeling fuller longer um, because you don't want to end up eating the bad things that are going to not help you gain muscle, but are going to make you gain fat. So um, types of water. So now that we've talked about all of the different benefits of water, I just wanted to go through the different types of water because like all real water drinkers know all water is not the same. Um, water, the differences in water really come from the source of the water and the source of the water really, um, the source of the water can have an effect on the mineral content, which really affects the taste too. So the most readily available water to most people is just going to be your regular good old tap water. And this water is, um, this is water that's regulated by a municipality and it comes from a a municipal source. So usually those are like your big water towers, um, or something along those lines. Tap water does get a bad reputation, but in my opinion, and it's not really just an opinion, but in most cases, bottled water and tap water are, um, just as are the same amount of safe are similar. The exception to that is going to be that if the water comes from 
um, a tainted source. So like if you live in Michigan and they got the tainted source out there, or if the infrastructure leading into your house has lead pipes, or if your house itself has lead pipes, then obviously you're going to want to drink bottled water or get you um, a water purifier that specifically filters out lead because not all of them filter out lead. Um, but water is also going to be the best, I'm sorry, tap water is also going to be the best for the environment, especially because when you, um, especially when you drink your water from a a reusable container each time. So if you, um, drink a bottled water and you keep drinking bottled waters, first off, you've got the plastic from the bottles then you've got the fact that you've got to throw those away. So then they're going into a landfill. The plastic is um, made with petroleum. So then you've got that issue. Then there is not only the water that you're using to put in the water bottles, because that takes a lot of water, but which obviously that's okay because we're going to drink that. But there's the additional water that goes into the process, into the factory. There's the water that goes into transporting. There's the additional petroleum that goes into transporting. There's just a lot of... Um, working parts that make tap water a lot better for the environment than um, bottled water as well. The second type of water out there is going to be your bottled drinking water. Um, So whenever it says just drinking water on the bottle, that just means that it is water that is intended for human consumption. And I should let you guys know that um, most of these definitions came from the EPA directly for what they do to regulate water. Um, This is one of them. So according to the EPA, drinking water is bottled water that is intended for human consumption. It may contain disinfectants considered to be safe by the EPA, such as fluoride. Many times, um, like I said, drinking water is just well, I don't think I said this, but many times drinking water is just going to end up being bottled tap water which is why I encourage you to either one just go ahead and drink the tap water or two maybe try to find a better um source I I don't buy per I personally don't buy bottled drinking water the third type of water out there is purified water so according to the EPA Purified water is water from any source that has been treated to contain no more than 10 parts per million of total dissolved solids. Um, So that 10 parts per million might sound like a lot, um, but it really isn't. And that's a lot less than is in your regular drinking water. Um, So that's purified water. And it can be labeled purified water based on the purification process. So spring water is purified water, but they're probably going to label it spring water. Um, Distilled water is purified water, but they're probably going to name it distilled water. So if it's just purified water, then more than likely it's just tap water that's gone through a further purification process. The fourth type of water is spring water. And this is actually my favorite type of water. Spring water is water that is collected from an underground source, either as it's coming up from the ground or from the borehole. Pure spring water is going to be naturally alkaline because it's trickled through the mountains and it's collected all of those minerals. 
and it has all of the essential minerals that the human body needs. So because this is water that has trickled through a mountain, many consider spring water to be water as nature intended for humans to drink it. Um, so then, yeah, like I said, just to reiterate, spring water is rain or snow that is percolated through earth, usually a mountain. So like um, you've got like your ice mountain, mountain springs. Um. But it can come from other sources, like an artisanal spring, which is where Fiji water is um, is sourced from. But it's always going to be natural from the earth at the source in order to be even labeled spring water. And that's by the EPA and it's regulated. The fifth type of water is alkaline water. So... Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but spring water is naturally alkaline. But water with a pH level of 8 or higher is alkaline water. Pure water should have a neutral pH, which is 7. While some alkaline waters sold on the market today are alkaline through natural processes, so they do contain the minerals, a lot of them are actually just water that's been treated with an ionizer and it's undergone an electrochemical process to split the molecules of the water and so the and they collect the more ionized they collect the higher pH the more ionized water and they leave behind the more acidic stuff but there's no um I'm not going to say there's no, I couldn't find any direct benefits of drinking the water that's gone under the electrochemical process. So in my opinion, I just personally like to do things the way nature intended it to be. So I prefer to do the spring water if I'm going to get water in a bottle. Um, sixth type of water is going to be distilled water. To get distilled water... Water is boiled and then the steam is recondensed. So as the steam rises, it leaves behind any pollutants that are in the water. But the problem with that is that it's also going to take away those trace minerals like your sodium, your calcium, your magnesium, and things that are in your natural, your natural waters that have gone through the earth. Um... So yes, spring distilled water is going to be like your smart water, but with smart water, they've actually taken distilled water and then re-added the electrolytes back into it. Um, the seventh type of water that I wanted to talk about is sparkling water, but really all I wanted to say about sparkling water is that it's carbonated water. Um, it can also be named like club soda, tonic, or seltzer, sparkling water. Those are just really gimmicky names. It's really just soda without sugar in it. And so that's how it's regulated by the EPA. It's not regulated as bottled water by the EPA. So, um, like I said, my favorite type of water is going to be spring water. Um, I just like the taste of it more. And um, my second favorite type of water is going to be tap water. I live in Cincinnati. The tap water that we drink here comes from the Ohio River. 
and then it goes through coagulation process. I would think that's the right word, but I don't know if that, I think coagulated. Basically, uh, I think they use, I want to say algae, but I'm not 100% sure on this. I learned this probably about five or 10 years ago, but basically we just drink treated Ohio water, Ohio river water. Um, so now that we've gone through the types of water, I just wanted to talk about how much water we should be drinking. So there is no universal scientifically agreed upon amount that every single person needs to be drinking. Many of us remember the adage that we should be drinking eight glasses of water eight times a day. So that's going to come out to about 64 ounces of water a day. Um, I read a study that was published in the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine that recommended that women drink up to 91 ounces and men drink up to 25 ounces of water. But I think in that study, they also, um, they were just counting total water, not water. They were counting total water. So that's water from your food and that you drink, not just actually glasses of water that you're drinking. Um, my personal favorite recommendation for how much water you should be drinking is that you should get a half an ounce to an ounce of water for every pound that you weigh. So I learned that in, I don't know, maybe eighth grade or ninth grade from my choir teacher. Shout out to Miss Peters, Wanted Hills. Um, but yeah, you should be drinking about an ounce to a half an ounce of water for every pound that you weigh. So a person who is 150 pounds should drink about 75 to 150 ounces of water a day. Um, depending on the amount of physical exertion that you're doing and environmental factors like humidity and temperature, you may need to drink obviously more or you might be able to get away with drinking a little bit less. Um, I do want to say another person that I heard reaffirm the half an ounce half your body weight in ounces is um juju bay who has a podcast on black spirituality so you should check her out um so yeah the foods that we eat can reduce the amount of additional water that we need to take in um foods that are high in water content like broths and fruits and vegetables are going to aid in our hydration so that we can drink less and then it's also important to note that some beverages while they're high in water content they also act as diuretics meaning that they make us pee and so we lose water when we urinate and that's going to be things like heavily caffeinated drinks Sodas, coffees, black teas, and alcohol. Um, they're going to dehydrate us as we consume them. Maybe not a little bit, but if we consume them in high amounts, they will um, start to dehydrate us. So it's important to counteract this by trying to drink um, maybe an ounce, maybe half an ounce to an ounce ratio of heavily caffeinated beverage to pure water. Um So, like I said, there's no scientific, um, like scientifically agreed upon amount that everybody needs to be drinking. Most people are going to be adequately hydrated just by following their thirst cues and drinking when they're thirsty. However, there are studies that have found that a lot of people actually mistake their hunger cues and thirst cues. A good way to combat that 
is by drinking about eight ounces of water and then waiting 30 minutes to see if you're still hungry. So if you think that you might be one of those people who confuses hunger and thirst, you don't know the direct, you don't have a a clear cut intuition or feeling as to which is which, then maybe you should drink water. Next time you feel hungry, you should drink water instead. And then wait a few minutes and see if you're still hungry afterwards. Another surefire way to ensure that you're hydrated is to just look at the color of your urine after you've gone to the bathroom. It should be light yellow, maybe clear, and um, it shouldn't have too much of a smell to it. If your pee is super dark yellow and has that strong ammonium smell, then that's a sign that you need to go ahead and drink some more water. So I know I've gone through the benefits of water and the types of water. Um, but I just wanted to, um, let you guys know about the different research that they've done on, you know, taking water to the next step. There may be more than meets the eye to water. Um, so there's a doctor, his name is, I think I'm going to say that. I know his last name is Emoto, um, Masaru, Masaru Emoto. He, um, wanted to explain the mysteries of water. So he found that frozen crystals changed form based on whether it was in a positive or negative environment. And I know that sounds like all a little woo woo, but we know about energies and vibrations. And we know um, in science, they tell you that things can be changed just by the observer. So it shouldn't sound too off. But what he found is that water from natural streams formed beautiful ice crystals, while water from stagnant and polluted sources formed chaotic ice crystals. He then took it a step further and did an experiment where he played classical music and heavy metal to the, to the water and then looked at the frozen crystals. Again, he found that the more beautiful crystals were in the peaceful classical music, whereas the heavy metal produced these really chaotic looking ice forms and you can also if you go search on youtube emoto rice experiment e-m-o-t-o rice experiment um you'll find where they take rice and they put it in a jar and they write love on the jar they write hate on a jar and then they ignore a jar and then over a week or so they just um speak to the jars either speaking loving words or speaking hating words and then to the third jar they ignored it and in almost every video that I watched every video that I watched I'll say I can't say every single video but in every video that I watched um the jar that labeled loved outperformed the jar that was labeled hate and the ignored jar by far And so the takeaway from that for me is that there may be some, um, it may be possible for us as humans to program our water by putting our intent into our water. So we may be able to get additional benefits from our water just by speaking into it, just by giving it our intent. Um, So yeah, that's just all of the different benefits of water um 
So now I just want to go ahead and give you guys some homework so that we can make sure that we're all staying hydrated over the next couple of weeks, over the next year. Um, but yeah, so homework time. So no matter where you are in your relationship with water, it can always get better. So here's a few tips to up your relationship with water for your mental, physical, and spiritual health. So first assignment, drink water first thing in the morning. This is going to help you jumpstart your metabolism. Leave a bottled or covered water, or sorry, bottle or covered glass of water next to your bed before you go to sleep and drink it as soon as you wake up before you do anything else. The bonus for this assignment is going to be to set your intentions for the day and speak those intentions into your water prior to doing anything else and then drinking that water prior to getting up. Second assignment, carry a water bottle that you feel drawn to or represent your personality or traits that you wish to adopt. That way you'll actually feel good every single time you sip your water. Bonus to this, put rubber bands around your water bottle to keep track of how many times you filled it up. For instance, if you want to drink five bottles, put five rubber bands around the bottle at night. And then as you refill the water bottle, remove a rubber band. And then at the end of the night, you can see if you've removed all your rubber bands. Third assignment. Find your favorite type of water so that you crave it when you're thirsty. Find out whether you prefer your water ice cold, cool, room temperature, or warm even. If tap water turns you off, find out if there's a type of bottled water that you might like more. Bonus for this assignment. Infuse different fruits, herbs, or spices into your water overnight. So you can do like lemon and mint. Um, you can do, I've even seen cucumber, watermelon. You can do herbs. You can cold brew tea overnight um, in cold water. So yeah, just try to, over this next week, up your game with water. For some extra, extra credit, um, I want you to try making your own holy water. So holy water is water that has been prayed over by a priest or clergy member. You can make your own holy water by praying your intentions over your water. Maybe you ask the water to be overflowing and bring you abundance. Maybe you ask the water to purify your heart and mind. Maybe you ask the water to heal your body. Um, but whatever you do, just put some type of intent into that water and just see how that changes your day. Um, for more information about water, you can go to my blog at www.mariesmonologue.com and check out the different sources that I have there. Um, you can also shop Marie's Market to find a water bottle that you are drawn to that's going to help you reach your goals. And then, of course, just remember to stay touched. I'm sorry, stay in touch. Share your progress with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on all of those sources. I'm sorry, on all of those social medias. I am at Marie's Monologue. And then you can use the hashtag Marie's Monologue or hashtag MMWaterMe for... Um, 
social media posts regarding this episode. I'd love to see your progress. Um, and I'll be sharing my favorite posts throughout the week. I also found out that Anchor has this cool little um feature where you guys can actually send in voice messages. So I think it'd be really cool if you guys sent me in some voice messages too, and maybe I could play them on next week's episode. Um, about this week's episode. So yeah, just reach out to me. Um, you can also find me at Marie's monologue at gmail.com. Um, next week, I'm going to be talking about food and meal prepping. And then, um, like I said, I've got some interviews lined up for Marie's monologue. And there's just going to be some really exciting things coming up in the future. So just make sure that you stay tuned. Um, but yeah, I love you all. Thank you and stay blessed. Have a great day.